The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is April 15th. 2020 former tax day guns and uh this week we're on episode 188 america 2.0 my name's basil and this is guns welcome back to another live streamed episode of canary cry news talk i know uh, a lot of people on the face like the sun channel well not a lot i will say some people on the face like the sun channel don't like the fact that we're doing a uh, news talk here but we're just you know trying to Live the stream loud out minority, everything. Gons. I know. That's right. The loud minority. People are loving it. And uh, you know what? We're bringing the message, bringing the truth. And if you don't like it, that's okay. There's lots of other stuff on YouTube to watch. But it, if I'll you be are honest. here and you are on... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's your googly eyes, man. It's not really the, the news part. I think it's people... Uh, I know. Well, that's eyes. the thing, man. We hear a lot of people <laughs> going, oh, if I can't see his eyes, I don't trust him. You know, that's okay. That's... Uh, <laughs> kind of what radio is and the alternative (laughs) logic is if you can see somebody's eyes that you would trust them and uh i'll let you guys follow that own that logic for yourself but that's not we're about here we're focusing not on the haters on the lovers and uh canarians are tuning in all over the place i want to say a big thank you uh to everybody tuning in on the facebook uh the, the Canary Cry Radio Facebook, the Face Like the Sun YouTube, the Periscope hitting Twitch all over the world. Um, and yeah, especially, especially thank you to those tuning in on Twitch. If you are not yet watching on Twitch and you're watching on Facebook because you want to give Susan Wajiki all your money and your attention, you know what? That's okay. You'll just have to answer to God for that sometime later. But if you want to help out this show and Basil and Gons uh, supporting themselves during this tough time, the easiest way to do that is to head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Um, we are trying to get our numbers up there so we can hit partner and, and unlock all sorts of fun tools. It'll really bump up the uh, experience for everybody. And uh, that's just where all the cool kids are. So if you're a cool kid, head over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. But Gons, more importantly, we are here to discuss uh, current events and what it means for the future. And that being said, it's time for a flippy update. Flippy update. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? So, okay, for those who don't know, if you are a new listener, Flippy is our colloquial name for disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. But here's the thing. Flippy is not just a cute robot that flips burgers. He is a symbol and a doorway for the uh, the coming technocalypse. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think, you know, we have fun with these Flippy updates, but really it's an important uh 
practice in tracking the future use of robotics and technology and uh, the easy, fun, and cute ways that it's invading our lives and uh, getting us locked in without us even knowing it. So, you know, I just want to make sure everybody knows these flippy updates. We have fun with them, but uh, some of our most serious predictions and uh, tracking has come from these flippy updates. So here we go. We're going to do a flippy update. Gons, you got some clips for us. Hit us with those clips. I, I do. And so to set it up, this is uh, Mark Cuban. He was on with uh, Pompliano, his podcast. And I have a couple clips mm-hmm. because it's it's relevant to the flippy update. Again, like you mentioned, we, we kind of have fun with it. We have the fun jingle and that kind of stuff. But uh, it is kind of a serious topic in terms of how it applies to especially where we are now with the economy. And um, I'm going to play a couple clips here. This first one is a, a little bit longer, but I think it's worth going through because it, it directly relates to the economic situation that we find ourselves in. And uh, so here we go. This is Mark Cuban, uh, as most of you guys know, billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Oop, hold on real quick. Here we go. Oops. This is taking longer than I thought. Here we go. We're going to have to give serious Technical consideration to things like a robotics tax. You know, if you've got a, a job that could be done by an individual and you're paying a robot $25 an hour to, to weld, then let's hit that with the same 12.4 or 12.6, I forget, for the um, Social Security tax. You know, and let's take 9% of that and put it into Social Security and the Treasury Fund. And let's put 3 point whatever percent into investing into robotics research for the country. Because we don't lead the world in robotics, whether it's software or manufacturing of robots. You know, we're behind Germany, we're behind Japan, we're behind China. And the only way we're going to bring back jobs and the only way we're going to bring back manufacturing from overseas, no matter what country it is, whether it's Asian, Mexico, whatever it is, is through robotics. We're going to have to out-engineer. We're going to have to out-innovate those manufacturing alternatives that are less expensive because of lower payrolls and and less um, climate restrictions and all those things, right? We're going to have to work on robotics to bring all that manufacturing back, work on battery life, work on manual dexterity, work on the software. Because if we can do that and lead the world, we can get that manufacturing back. It won't be America manufacturing 1.0 with assembly lines and people sewing, but all the inherent jobs that come with dominating worldwide manufacturing, whether it's support, maintenance, um, monitoring, you know, software, whatever it may be, the aggregate employment would be much higher and the pay would be much higher, even for people with not defined skills, than it would be just trying to recreate manufacturing 1.0. So there's Mark Cuban there. He goes on to talk about how we should also tax uh, cloud services because that's where AI sits. And so if we tax Mm -hmm. the AI... Uh, basically doing their thing, then we can reallocate some of those funds to further research AI, but also to help out with your general, you know, public money. Um, what do you think, Basil? Yeah. This is like, this is the, where ro- the rubber meets the road in terms of robotics and coming mainstream and the economics yeah. and how it can all work out. Uh, you know, we've been projecting this for a long time, but certainly mm-hmm. the whole virus thing accelerated uh, just the whole process. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting one. And for those who, uh, you know, have a problem with the flippy updates, this is the prime example of why we follow what we follow. Because um, as I've mentioned before, and as we like to say here, you know, flippy, as cute and as novel as uh, flippy was, it really is the doorway and the uh, the, the, gate, the gateway, if the you gateway. will, into... <laughs> 
progressing what this new economy will look like. And, you know, uh, what he's saying here is kind of an interesting Hegelian dialectic, because, uh, you know, if we say robots are the problem, you know, robots taking jobs are going to put people out of work automation, you know, when it happened in the uh, manufacturing industry in cars and, and a lot of these sort of American centric manufacturing when the robots came in, it made a huge impact on, you know, those those workers. I mean, regular people trying to make a living and it put people out of a job. Well, so there's the problem. And the Hegelian response to that is, no, no, no. Look, it's OK. We don't need to be afraid of these robots taking our jobs. In fact, we need to make more robots taking our jobs. We need to make all the robots we can. And we need to become number one in manufacturing and taking care of robots. So the problem being, uh, you know, being presented is uh, these robots are going to take our jobs and the the dialectic coming in is, well, that's okay. We need to be the best and make the most robots because that's how we're going to bring manufacturing back to the United States. We're just going to be a, a country filled with people who make robots, which in turn, you know, make our lives whatever easier would be the idea, something like that. Um, so, you know, I... I This doesn't surprise me, Um, but of course, Mark Cuban, one of one of the most famous, you know, billionaires, own sports teams on Shark Tank. He really is kind of like a president, you know. He was a he's a reality TV guy, and especially interesting because Shark Tank, the show, if anybody's aware, you know, it's a show where you come on and show your product or your invention, and you get billionaires to invest and help you out. I mean, he's basically saying here, hey, come on Shark Tank, show me all your robots. Let's get this done. (laughs) And uh, America 2.0, the economy especially, uh, you know, we again going into the Hegelian dialectic, the problem being uh, not just coronavirus, but the impact it's having on the economy and the answer to our economic woes is more robots. We need more robots. We need to tax those robots. And then we need to get everybody in America devoted to building more robots robots it's really a very it's a straight line um you know into the sort of technocratic future that we uh, like to focus on um or track you know we do focus on it but we do it for tracking purposes and you know along with robotics and manufacturing um which ties into a lot of virtual reality and augmented reality, things like that. Uh, You know, this is a big step. You know, if you're out there wondering why we're watching Mark Cuban and talking about a dumb robot named Flippy, this has way more implications on our future uh, if you take a second to analyze it and dissect it. Yeah, we're having some really bad connection issues and buffering issues, it looks like. no, not again. Yeah. Like it, my my OBS is flashing yellow and red, so it's probably. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Good. It's very angry. Yeah, it's 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 not looking um, too hot. But well, we, I mean, you well, know, the, that's why we have the audio podcast version to have everything 
cleaner. That's right. If you're watching this live and you're very sad that it's choppy or not going well, that's okay. Keep watching it live, especially if you're over on twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. But we also, and a lot of people don't know this, we've been doing this podcast version for almost a decade. Um, So you can head to iTunes or any podcast player and uh, you can catch a a much higher quality audio version um, on the podcast. But there you go. Keep that in mind for when the show's over. Yeah. So getting back to the Mark Cuban thing here. So yeah, um, the American dream can be achieved if every man in America had uh, an army of robots, right? That's kind of the the mindset of the whole (laughs) America 2.0. It kind of jives with the um, Zoltan Istvan uh, upgrade America slogan. And just as an update, Mm. um, Zoltan stepped down. I think, did we report on that? I don't remember if we did, but he basically stepped down from the Republican party. We might've in the past, but We've been tracking him, and we we noticed you know he was running for the transhumanist party. Then uh, he left that and decided to run as a Republican, and now he stepped away. Now he's running as a Libertarian. So he's a chameleon too, transhuman chameleon uh, politically. A lot of um, very interesting Libertarians, you know, or you know, running for president or switching. Yeah, over well, to, it's uh, you know, we got Vermin Supreme. We got yeah, uh, Supreme, Zoltan yeah. Istvan. It's starting to happen, and Mark Cuban here too as well. He claims to be a libertarian in this interview. So uh, there's one more clip I wanted to play because um, the vision uh, Mark Cuban has of the future because of the virus um, is is pretty interesting. Uh, if you thought we were going to be in our phones, I mean, if you thought we're already you know too much in our phones, um, check this out. But what I do think the government needs to do is very clearly set standards on cleanliness and presentation, right, and information so that if you're walking into, if you're going to the park and there's a park bench and you want to bring your grandma there, you want to see a seal of approval that says this was the last time this bench was sanitized, right? And it may be an app where you just pointed at it. It may be AR where it shows, whatever it may be, they're going to have to be things that the government sets of standards that are confidence builders for us. So uh, if you want, um, if you want to bring grandma, builders. if you want to bring grandma to the park, Basil, before, before she sits down, you know, wait, wait, hold on, yeah. you know, hold on. Got to get the, Bust out your, the phone out. Your, your AR, your VR. And yeah, you know, again, this ties in with stuff we've been tracking for so long. Hit me with that VR and AR jingle, Gons. That's right. Virtual reality update. Um, That's part of the reason why I am wearing my virtual reality mask right now. I'm getting used to uh, working in the VR space. I'm in my very fancy computer generated office right now. And here's the thing. As Mark Cuban just said, augmented reality um, being one of those situations where it's going to become a normal part of life. And this ties in with facial recognition ties in with uh, even gaming. Things like Pokemon Go are based on augmented reality. But it's also kind of harkens back to a Google Glass situation, which never caught on. 
but I think there might be a second version coming, and that is through your phone, through wearable technology, um, you're able to look at uh, objects, real objects in the real world, and get uh, data feedback um, on them. And that's what Mark's talking about with this this bench idea, specifically to the coronavirus. You know, you want to know if this bench is safe for grandma, and uh, you know the the government will have a database on when the last time that that bench was disinfected yeah well you pull out your little phone you point it at the bench and uh, your phone will tell you whether or not that that specific bench has been uh, you know uh, cleaned recently disinfected recently and the problem with this is or the scary part of this is now we get a lot of people who think we pay way too much attention to technocracy that we're sort of neo-luddites and we're against technology that's not necessarily the truth i mean i'm wearing a vr mask i'm doing it for you people and uh the problem is that this uh, we're not against technology, we're not neo-Luddites, but it's very much tied into the control mechanism. Um, you know, we uh, here generally believe that the government shouldn't uh, have ultimate control. We do believe that each one of us uh, has a right to some sort of privacy. Now, here's the problem with the AR and the bench. Is uh, Pokemon Go, everybody here remember Pokemon Go, just for a little bit of a background for those who don't know Pokemon Go is a game you play on your phone uh, it mixes reality with uh, augmented reality and you just kind of use it to, to catch Pokemon play the game etc but it is uh, uh, through great research that a lot of people have done and uh, that uh, has shown itself to be true Pokemon Go has uh, very close ties with the intelligence network of the United States and thus you know the global uh, infrastructure of intelligence uh, government intelligence and uh, what was happening was Pokemon Go, you point your your phone, it shows a video of what you're pointing it at, whether it's in your house or on, you know, out in the park or something like that. And you got to do this to play the game, but it's capturing those images and being used to create 3D models of not just like roadways, like, uh, you know, Google Maps has their Google cars going around taking pictures of all the roadways. But now we equipped children to go take pictures of the inside of buildings uh, in alleyways. And those images are stitched together to make a comprehensive map of basically every corner of the country. Um, and by extension, you know, the world, all the places that Pokemon Go can be used. Now, this is the same type of concept with the park bench and grandma and using AR to take a picture of the bench and get the data on when it was cleaned. But now we're equipping grown adults, those who might not play Pokemon Go, uh, but we're equipping them because of their concern about coronavirus to also be basically data points um, to, uh, to input pictures of every corner of everything into the massive um, intelligence infrastructure. Uh, and, you know, we've gone over it before, so I'll let everybody take the logic uh, from, you know, take the logic from there. But Gans, 
I'm on my VR headset here. I'm in my VR office doing research, seeing how this is going to affect our future. And I have been getting uh, <laughs> lots of advertisements. Can you bring up that advertisement that I keep getting? Because this is very fun. No. They're on I, to me. I have browsers freezing. I have like stuff, computer not working. There, this is like a kind of a disaster over here like We're everything is failing right now this is a there. really really bad situation going on with the live stream so that's okay we apologize it's for everyone weird. if you guys are able to even hear us right now because uh yeah computers freaking out browser frozen just i mean it's got just got it got it got it got it right Okay, well, I'll just continue. Um, yeah, keep talking. And hopefully, because <laughs> I can't pray. I'm waiting for stuff to work. Lord Jesus, help our internet connection. Help Gon's computer uh, bring us back into full working order so we can continue doing the job here. They obviously don't like us sharing this information, so we're being sabotaged. But Apparently this not. advertisement that I keep getting is for something called Relief hey, Band. Sorry, go ahead. And keep uh, going. Relief Band. Relief Band says this, did your virtual reality turn into motion sickness reality? Get relief from VR motion sickness. And it's this little Apple Watch thing, kind of looks like a Fitbit, and supposedly it's supposed to take away my uh, nausea from using virtual reality. Now, luckily, I do not suffer from the motion sickness some people describe while using VR. I do get the headaches once in a while. But, uh, you know, this is yeah. another example <laughs> it's not good of, for your brain, of man. Sort of Hegelian. It's another Hegelian situation where, uh, you know, we give you VR. The problem is it makes you sick, gives you motion sickness. And the solution is we give you this little Fitbit that supposedly, I don't know how it's supposed to work, but it's supposed to take away your nausea. But as we know with Fitbit and Apple Watch and all these other things, they are... Uh, used quite a bit to track your health, track your motion, track your heart rate, track your location. There was that story a while back about uh, soldiers in the U.S. military who were wearing Fitbits um, and Fitbit was recording movement from soldiers, uh, which is a huge uh, problem when it comes to national security. So, you know, here's the thing. Get your get your virtual reality on. You're going to get sick, but don't worry. We made you this little Fitbit to wear, and uh, this will take away your, both your, uh, it'll take away your, your motion sickness, but it'll also take away a little bit more of your freedom. So, Are you sure you this isn't just a... Uh... I was going to say, this isn't, are you sure this isn't just uh, one of those placebo effects, you know, where you wear well, those little bracelets the and... That's, uh, that's the whole point. It may be a placebo effect. I don't know how wearing a little tracking device will take away your motion sickness, <laughs> yeah, it but seem to... it is a little tracking device, you know? It's, it's got magnets Whether or not in it. it takes away your motion sickness, it will make sure that we can keep tabs on you. And that's the problem. So there you go. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Thank you for um, talking while we were trying to figure out what the heck was going on with the live stream. It looks like we're doing okay now. We're back to green uh, on the stream here. But we have... Um, I saw some people talking about PSYOPs earlier. So... Mm -hmm. we, we have a PSYOPs story here. This was an NSA-style hybrid war. PSYOPs. 
And I'm Soils. saying Twitter today was trending with hashtag how 2020 could get worse. And I just, you know, what, why, why do you need to make that trend? All these people on Twitter just stewing in the negativity, you know? Um, but this tweet was kind of wow. interesting that I'm looking at here. Well, you could read the rest of the news stories from the past week and it's all uh, natural disasters. Wildfires edge closer to Chernobyl nuclear plant. BBC News. Mm. You had awakening volcanic region in Iceland could cause disruption for centuries. That's uh, some Iceland outlet there. It's, uh, deadly tornadoes in the south cause catastrophic damage. And Krakatoa volcano erupts spewing plumes of ash nine miles into the air. Uh, mm. So stuff going on around the world. And yeah, the, I, I was hearing people talk about, oh, phase two, phase two. And... I mean, yeah, it's all part of the, the process here in terms of the teardown, the reset, right? You got you to break yeah, down well, the old I, to bring in the new. It, that's interesting. I mean, of, of course, there's things to delve in there. Um, first of all, you know, uh, uh, some biblical references that I think you, could, you should speak to while we're here. But also, you know, uh, in un- sort of uh, reported some unreported things in the mainstream media about uh, the ability for governments and uh, you know certain companies to manufacture weather disasters as well as things like earthquake machines which sounds silly but i'll let people give a google to earthquake machines earthquake machines have been around for at least a hundred years uh, it's not as not as difficult as it sounds yeah, good old Nikola Tesla yeah. Harp. Uh, made his earthquake machine. Um, and, you know, using electromagnetic uh, bursts, especially in things like CERN, has been known to cause earthquakes around um, uh, Switzerland there. And, you know, you can also affect uh, volcanic systems because uh you know lava and volcanic systems are closely tied in with molten metal which can be manipulated with uh, high-powered magnets and other emf things yeah 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 i was just mentioning harp and um just all the the stuff that they've uh, harp that they allegedly shut down right but you know shut down with air quotes uh cern definitely uh, i remember back in 2016 maybe 2015 um, we were tracking CERN a lot on the Face Like the Sun channel, and mm -hmm. because they were firing up, you know, they were firing up the collider, and um, there was a big earthquake in Nepal that was pretty devastating, and um, there was a lot going on at that time as well with uh, airplanes going missing, and, and it was a strange time that I think if anyone goes back in hindsight and sort of you know traces a little bit of what's transpired since then, you can connect some dots and, and really get a fuller picture of, of what's happening now and why. But yeah, in terms of the biblical stuff, you know, Jesus talking in Matthew 24 about there will be earthquakes in diverse places and wars and rumors of wars, which is pretty consistent here. Um, but also Romans eight talks about how the earth, you know, the earth is groaning. The creation is groaning for the revealing of the sons of God. So, you know, mm -hmm. creation itself is, the, the sin virus, as I kind of mentioned in Age of Deceit 3, is sort of an analogy of uh, the infection of creation because of sin. So, yeah, we're just yeah. a reminder that we're in a spiritual war here, that uh, we talk about all these issues and physical things, but uh, that's been the message since day one. So, even I'm with really the googly eyes. Enjoying all the, 
I've really been enjoying all the memes on Facebook and other places about, uh, you know, uh, how much worse could 2020 get? And it'll be, uh, you know, March, everybody wearing their masks and hiding from coronavirus. And then April will show the Death Star hovering or the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Godzilla off in the distance. You know, really, we could uh, we could expect anything at this point. Yeah. Um, now, before we go into our next story, I wanted to again thank everybody for watching live, no matter where you are, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, and especially Twitch. Um, just to let everybody know, uh, Gons and I are uh, only essential employees of this podcast, and we are feeling the economic effects just like everybody else. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about um, how you can get involved later. But one of the best ways that you can help us out right now um we need to average 75 viewers uh on our stream over on twitch.com uh, and that's over a 30-day period now that sounds uh sounds easy but you know we've got hundreds and hundreds of people watching live but only 71 watching over on twitch.tv slash canary cry radio so even if you guys uh, want to watch you'd rather watch on youtube or facebook or something please just type in twitch.tv slash canary cry radio and just have that running also we need to get our numbers up over on twitch we're at 71 we need to average 75 which means you know we need to get significantly more so even if like 10 percent of you head over and open up twitch that would help us out a lot and uh, we're trying to hit partner over there it'll open up a lot of fun possibilities for our live streaming um so please just help us out you know some people like it some people don't uh we got Jor jorbus <laughs> jumped into the twitch thank you very much jorbus and uh a bunch more people jumping over too so thank you very much we're going to uh, twitch.tv slash canary cry radio so okay what's next guns so uh first off uh, someone's asking in the chat why you're embracing the transhumanism with the vr yeah. goggles troll <laughs> troll alert <laughs> As I've said many times before, it's our job to track these things. Also, uh, also, are trying to. What people don't realize is that Basil actually is just doing this. The all these episodes blind, blindfolded. Basically, there's nothing actually showing yeah. in his eyes. There's no. There's no proof <laughs> just, that you're actually looking it's at not VR. Turned on. I'm just looking at a black yeah. screen. Yeah. So that would. Black that mirror, people should be bro. impressed by that. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so yes, we're, we're credit. dealing with this virus and, uh, we have all these social rules about distancing ourselves. I got yelled at, by the way, Basil, I got yelled at yesterday. Um, Ooh, I was walking, you finally got turned in. I, I did. Yeah. But it was just in my neighborhood. I was just walking with my daughter and, um, yeah, a lady came out on the balcony and started shaking her fist and, and yelling, uh, saying it's dangerous out there and you know, no, no, no. And it was, uh, I didn't, mm. I didn't say anything, but, uh, it was kind of sad actually. It looked like she was, she hadn't been outside in a, in a while. So I think, yeah, I think this, this know, is more really goes starting to, to affect people. Yeah. It's just it goes to show really starting to make people turn into nasty, uh, sort of 
snitches man i know and um you know that's part of the control mechanism one of the best ways to control a population is to get them to control each other yeah much easier to get individuals to control their neighbors than it is to uh you know get the government to come in and uh, control you so it's part of the whole system is very sad if you're out there and you're yelling at people who are just trying to play catch with their daughter in the park and they're being responsible you know the guy who got arrested for paddle boarding alone in the ocean yeah uh because of not social distancing um you know that's one of the first ways that you control a population is you get them to control each other um so if i can get one person to change their mind about yelling at their neighbors about walking their dog uh this whole thing is worth it Yes. And so when is it going to end? When is it going to end, Basil? Uh, Apparently, we have to keep distancing ourselves because it will kill. This is will kill the here. Let me read this one. Go ahead. This is uh, the guardian.com coronavirus distancing may need to continue until 2022. Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, Physical distancing measures may need to be in place intermittently until 2022. Scientists have warned in an analysis that suggests there could be resurgences of COVID-19 for years to come. Okay, my cat is yelling at me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So your cat is real. This is the first time we're actually seeing the cat visually. Yes this cat oh yeah okay it's okay kitty settle down she doesn't like the idea that we have to social distance for two more years <laughs> she, she, she's she's uh, really upset she about wants it. me out of the house she's tired of me being in her way uh the paper published in the journal science concludes that a one-time lockdown will not be su- sufficient to bring the pandemic under control and that secondary peaks could be larger than the current one without continued restrictions one scenario predicted a resurgence could occur as far in the future as 2025 in the absence of a vaccine or effective treatment Man, that would be nice if they didn't come out with a vaccine until 2025, buy us a couple more years. Uh, Mark Lipsitch, a professor of epidemiology at Harvard and co-author of the study, said, quote, infections spread when there are two things, infected people and susceptible people. Unless there is some enormously larger amount of herd immunity than we are aware of, the majority of the population is still susceptible. Predicting the end of the pandemic in the summer of 2020 is not consistent with what we know about the spread of infections. In its daily briefings, the UK government has uh, not outlined plans beyond the current restrictions, but the latest paper adds to a building scientific consensus that physical distancing may be required for considerably longer in order to keep case numbers within hospitals' critical care capacity. Uh, Papers released by the government's scientific advisory group for emergencies in March suggested that the UK would need to uh, alternate between periods of more and less strict physical distancing measures for a year to have a plausible chance of keeping the number of critical care cases within capacity. The prospect of intermittent distancing raises difficult questions about what guidance will be given to high-risk groups, including over 70s and those with compromised immune systems. It may be possible to relax distance 
distancing measures periodically while maintaining cases within a volume that health services can cope with. But the grave health risks of infection to some people will remain the same until a vaccine or highly effective treatment is uh, are available. New treatments, a vaccine, or increasing critical care capacity could alleviate the need for stringent physical distancing, according to the paper in Science. Quote, but in the absence of these, surveillance and intermittent distancing may need to be maintained into 2020. Uh, no, 2022. 2022. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, surveillance. Um, Yep, surveillance and intermittent distancing. And this kind of goes into what uh, we, this is one of the things we actually called pretty early on, was that uh, this is not a one-time thing. This will be, you know, at best, this will be a a yearly occurrence, sort of like the flu season. You know, there'll be the COVID season where for, you know, whatever, let's call it uh, November to April, everybody has to social distance and there'll just be normal four month periods where they want to remind you that they're in control, they're watching and you are a danger to yourself. Trust your government. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. There's nothing else to say about it other than I hope it really doesn't go into 2022. Yeah. I'm just skimming this article here to see if there's any um any more important details to bring up um but i think that's i think that's the 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 basic the basic read that we're getting right now uh the the article ends with quote it is important to recognize that it is a model it is consistent with current ah. data, but is nonetheless based on a series of assumptions, ah. for example, about acquired immunity that are yet to be confirmed. The study should therefore be regarded as suggesting possible scenarios <laughs> rather than making firm predictions. And that's one of the biggest problems is all yeah. we have right now are models and um, these are mathematical models that really you get whatever outcome they want they can get the outcome by inputting the whatever inputs that they want and that was one of the biggest problems with uh you know the study that came out from the imperial college over in the uk where they were saying you know two million are gonna die it's gonna be horrible right what they failed to tell people was that they just had to make up assumptions and numbers and this is not me just going off this is this is cataloged like documented, and yeah. is documented and put out sometimes even in in mainstream or mainstream adjacent uh, outlets that they basically just made up a bunch of numbers and made a model and then told everybody they were going to die. Yeah. So yeah. There you and go. you can start know. at the big be- or start at the end, so to speak. Oh, we need we need something where two million people end up dying. Okay. Well. Let's move backwards from that conclusion. What would it look like? Oh, virus spreads and blah, 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 blah. And you get back to, you know, the beginning of it all. And then, oh, here we are. The, re- re- the reality timeline lines up with, uh, you know, this simulation timeline and look where it can go. And so, of course, and yeah. within, in, within a presentation to political leaders, that can be very scary. You know, that could, that could be very useful if you're going to be a, an infiltrator of sorts into those types of situations. But Basil, <laughs> my uh, favorite non-favorite yeah. subject, the blah, 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 blockchain. Let's move on. Yay. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of blockchain enough with this COVID nonsense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We might stop talking about that. Let's talk about 
this. This is uh, CryptoBriefing.com. Central banks recommended to ban stablecoins. Central banks uh, push for heavy-duty regulation of centralized, privately issued global stablecoins and consider prohibiting decentralized ones. Fiat-pegged cryptocurrencies are coming under scrutiny based on recommendations from the Financial Stability Board, uh, who uh, I remember voting for the Financial Stability Board to control our money, Basil. Do you remember that? You remember doing that? I don't. You you <laughs> voted for them? Oh, was it a dream? Maybe did they implant dreams in my brain? No, I don't remember doing Are you that. Being a funny boy. I'm being, yeah, <laughs> You're being no, a funny boy. No, we don't. We don't <laughs> vote for these people. But they just, you know, they. T- so if you get anybody doesn't know, a stable coin in the cryptocurrency world is basically a one to one to either the U.S. dollar. There's stable coins for other fiat currencies from other nations. But basically, the idea is instead of uh, it's kind of challenging to go from your fiat to cryptocurrencies like bitcoin or litecoin or whatever so there's kind of an on-ramp in between which is a stable coin so and people use it for trading and stuff like that well yeah it's a the basic concept is a cryptocurrency whose value does not fluctuate right right it stays at the dollar yeah um so let me go through this uh just real briefly here and i actually looked at the document that they referenced but it was kind of long and and you know it's verbagey uh, yeah. today, for those who wonder why we're talking about cryptocurrency and you're, you're anti-Bitcoin or something, we'll, we'll, analysis is coming and we'll connect it. It's all connected, people. Yes, yes. Today, the Financial Stability Board released a document addressing the regulatory, supervisory, and oversight challenges raised by global stablecoins. The document, although only consultive in nature, reveals disturbing plans for a globally coordinated move against stablecoins of all varieties. The FSB makes 10 high-level recommendations uh, addressed to central banks and G20 authorities at the jurisdiction level. More specifically, they recommend a unified global approach to the supervision and regulation of the fiat-pegged cryptocurrencies. Furthermore, the FSB suggests to authorities that if they can't control and regulate fully decentralized stablecoins, they should consider banning them. Um, yeah, so, and we don't have to go through all the details of everything here, but effectively, uh, this is, we're talking about the IMF and the the world organizations coming in and trying to regulate it because, and we've talked about this before, they have their own CBDCs, central bank digital currencies that they're, they've been developing the kits to, you know, get these other central banks around the world to start making this. It's been out there for a couple, I think a year and a half or something now. So they've Mm. been working on it. And of course, if you're going to have an in-between from your normal traditional fiat world to a crypto world, it has to be, it has to be government issued or central bank issued, right? We can't have this uh, just wild, wild west. Whoever comes up with a stable coin can, you know, handle all this money, these dollars uh, or whatever, whatever denomination, whatever currency. But it's interesting because again, this is all about control. It's about, it's about power. The idea of decentralization is to distribute the power. So you, so a central authority can't control it. So this is, this is an actual, it's really fascinating to consider because cryptocurrencies in general, and I know somebody, some of you guys watching the stream saw a little bit of the the screen earlier, but basically we were at, um, I'm just, I'm just going to go to one coin market cap, which is a basic place where people can look at the, the price of cryptocurrencies and the entire market cap is still under, I don't see the scrolling thing here, under $200 billion. So that's the entirety of the whole market. But 
the world economy, what is it, trillions, billions, quintillions, or whatever dollars and derivatives, the regular legacy market is huge. Yet this cryptocurrency market, which is only 200 billion, which is a little more than Jeff Bezos, right? It's like right. that territory. They're threatened by these stable coins to the point where. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, for those who know, you know, there's Bitcoin, which is wildly volatile in its value. And as a response to that, of course, the establishment doesn't like Bitcoin, a, a, a currency that they cannot control. In a response to that, I mean, it was really the cryptocurrency market trying to show that they can be responsible by creating these stable coins, which do not fluctuate in value. They're simply just... Uh, um, just a, a, a well i mean a stable store of value you know yeah. it's not there to threaten anybody's uh wealth or to really create wealth or do anything like that they're just there to be a responsible use of cryptocurrency and uh you know those who are into the decentralized nature of authority they don't want to you know they're not stoked on a central government they think uh you know that the the world can be much better without submitting to an authority. Uh, you know, they came out with these stable coins saying like, that's okay. We can be cool. We're cool. Look, the problem with that is that the central banks want their, uh, they are threatened. They're, they, they want their own stable coin. The USD uh, digital dollar, you know, is essentially just a stable coin, something that's existed forever. Yeah. Um, not forever, but, you know, it's not necessarily new. And the problem is that these central banks, they want to make their own stable coin. They want to be able to control the economy, even the, you know, crazy sort of side economy of cryptocurrency. As we know here, just to remind people that a uh, United States digital dollar um, was included in the coronavirus relief uh, bill, at least a couple of the first drafts. I don't think it made it all the way through, but it shows that they are thinking about it they are working on it and the problem is nobody wants their dumb centrally controlled uh, united states digital dollar if there are already stable coins that are connected to the digital dollar i'm sorry connected to the the usd right so you know this is just another step in trying to control everything about the economy um and you know of course we can't let the the citizens of the the world the various nations you know take uh, currency into their own hands and decide what has value for themselves they need to be told what has value Value. And anything that threatens that needs to be destroyed. And right. that's just what we're seeing. It's really, it's really kind of a, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> overhype it. Be too, I don't want to be too vulgar or anything, but it really shows a lot of impotence on the, mm -hmm. uh, the side of the central banks yeah. and those, what was this committee called? The FSB, the Financial Stability Board. Financial, uh, yeah. Board. I mean, I don't know who they are, but they're like, This, these are the rules now. <laughs> you guys should ban it. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. Look, there's, there's problems within, there's a lot of corruption in cryptocurrencies it, it, with just within the world of crypto. But again, it's such a small market. 
unless there's a mm-hmm. real uh, fundamental threat to these existing central banks, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be saying ban it. And the thing is, you know, some people have said, well, they can ban crypto with different ways or, or like ban Bitcoin specifically. And the thing that's really trippy about, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general, but specifically with Bitcoin, you can memorize your private key and there's nothing mm-hmm. for the government to confiscate other than you. They can confiscate you because you have right. the private key memorized in your brain, but otherwise you don't have anything physical necessarily tangible that they can confiscate. So they're kind of yep. stuck between a rock and a hard place with that. That's why they're going after the stable coins. That's a, an on-ramp they can control and they can monitor and they yeah. can get a cut off of. So, yep, this is the same battle, uh, the centralization versus decentralization that's been going on for a long time. And um, yeah. it, it has to do with the whole shifting the economy and America 2.0, the, the whole topic of this discussion today. And money's going to be a big part of it. And I do, uh, before you, you go on here, Basil, I do have a clip from, uh, just briefly mm-hmm. from Ray Dalio, who's this billionaire. We got billionaire clips today for some reason. Because uh, they're, they're, they're just out there talking a lot right now. Um, this is Ray Dalio. That's pretty much all they do now. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, so here he is talking uh, about well, a familiar topic to most of us. Because the greatest force is the force of adaptation and inventiveness if we can operate well together. So that's what I think it's going to look like over this period of time. It'll pass. It, the world will be very different. There'll be a new world order. But it will oh, pass gosh. and will be inventive because what we're dealing with now is just money and credit. Money and credit is just digital. I mean, there's no, there is real good services. You know, those are real. But everything else is just accounting. A new world order can emerge. There you go. Wow. Billionaire said it. I want new world order. There you go. Wow. They billionaires love the new world order. They do. I'm so happy that they're happy. Um all right, before we move on to our next story, I want to give a shout out to Sarah O'Bell says, "Woo, I made it to Canary Cry Twitch." That's right. If you are watching this on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're watching this, please consider even in addition, you know, you don't have to leave your beloved YouTube. That's okay. You can stay over on YouTube, but also open up twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. We, uh, we hit 100 live viewers over there, which is great, but we, we need to get that number up because we got to get the average to 75 live viewers over a, uh, over a 30-day th- period. So if you're over there at YouTube or Facebook or wherever you are, you know, you don't have to leave leave necessarily if you if you don't want to leave youtube but please it really helps gons and i out if you also open up twitch.tv slash canary cry radio we are trying to uh get to the level of partner over there it's gonna help gons and i out a lot during this current economic situation uh gons and i do not have we are not essential employees of any th- thing except this podcast so our entire 
uh, income comes from doing this podcast. It comes from uh, the ways that we're able to um, get support through the podcast. And here's the problem is we are fully, you know, uh, against selling advertisement on the podcast. We do not believe in uh, harnessing your attention and then selling that attention to corporations uh, for, uh, you know, our own personal gain. Now, that being said, as I've said before, that's a bad business model for podcasters. So we are unable to make money in the traditional sense. Um, but if you head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio, you are helping us build a, a system that we can support ourselves and keep doing this show. We only support ourselves through this show because of what's called the value for value model. And that is very simple. We create value and we put it out there. And if you see see it and you gain value from what we do, uh, it's up to you then to put value back into the system. It's the only way to do it. It's completely voluntary. But uh, just remember, you know, we're doing this show three times a week because we believe in what we're doing. We believe we're bringing value to you listeners. So if you listeners out there find value in what we do, it's now up to you. It's your job. One easy way is by going to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Or if, uh, you know, if you are in an economic situation where you've got uh, a couple extra bucks a month uh, and you want to and you think what we do is worth a couple bucks to you, you can head to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk and you can sign up there for all sorts of fun levels of support uh, that supports us, helps feeds Gon's kids, helps feeds my cats. You know, this is the only thing we have. Uh, and if you don't like Patreon, uh, we also have bonus episodes and all sorts of fun stuff can, uh, over there on the Patreon. But if you don't like Patreon, we understand a lot of people don't like Patreon. That's totally cool. But you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support and there's PayPal. There's all sorts of other fun ways to support us over there. We've had some uh, just some very heartwarming support coming through the PayPal. Thank you guys so much. Um, Gonza's kids get to eat for another day because of uh, your help. And we, uh, while we're just coming off the topic of cryptocurrency, Gons has a fun announcement for everybody. I do? What? Oh, I thought you said you were announcing something. Oh, I was going to skip a story, but I mean, I can announce that, uh, well, I guess I'll tell everybody. It doesn't matter. Some people already know. Baby number, well, child number three. Wait. Baby number two, <laughs> oh my Basil. Gosh. This is a new announcement. It's coming. It's, it's happening. I will be adding. Another baby. I will be adding to the coronavirus uh, baby boom. The, I will be a statistic. The COVID millennial, the COVID annuals. I am. Corona, yes. corona annuals covid baby oh whatever. my gosh yeah, yeah. you're gonna so. have three extra mouths to feed guns well two and then one should be doing it doing it on her own soon here so we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're praying well, that's very exciting guys yeah, yeah. so, th that's, so that's thank you guys for your fun support. and I, 
everybody. It, yeah, it does I think it's very fun for everybody else. So there you go. We've got another Canary Crybaby coming on the way, folks. Yep. If you want to say congratulations to Gons, go to Canary I, I see it in the chat. Thank you, everybody. Support. <laughs> That's so cool. That's very really awesome. Nice. Uh, we'll find out if it's yeah. a boy or a girl in the next uh, few days here. So I'll let I'll let everybody yeah. know if I'm going to be outnumbered four to one, or if I'm going to have oh, a gosh. partner in crime. So. We'll find out. A little, a little ninja boy. Yes. And um, just to uh, start wrapping it up here, before we go to our Nephilim update, because we have one, and because we talked mm-hmm. about cryptocurrencies here, I did put together a page. This is for the more, if you're more technical, if you're kind of tech savvy. Um, if you go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto, uh, we have a little, little tutorial slash kind of a description uh, just an outline of sort of, um, of our views on decentralization and you know cryptocurrencies in general. And we actually set up uh, a website on the decentralized web, Basil. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's canarycry.crypto. Yeah. Let me see if I have it here. Let me double check before I start hitting tabs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, just <laughs> while you do that, um, you know, if you want to learn more about what cryptocurrency is and not just cryptocurrency, but decentralization Yes. right now, as the internet works, it's very centralized. Uh, it's all run off of servers owned by companies. Um, and it, part of the reason why, you know, our connection may be bad or our internet is throttled or, you know, the, uh, censorship is a big part of it. Um, all those things can happen because of centralized control over our internet. Yes. And when we talk about decentralized internet, um, it is pretty technical, but I'll just say it is censorship resistant and uh, much more resistant to all sorts of controls that are uh, doing things like keeping the truth hidden, uh, censoring um, certain individuals and uh uh, and information, things like that. Uh, so we're very excited to be kind of on the front line of this decentralized internet. And what's the link if they want to just go learn about our thoughts about right. decentralization so, and things like that? So canarycryradio.com slash crypto is where you can get the, the lowdown of everything that we were talking about here. But you can't type in canarycry.crypto into your browser and visit this uh, decentralized website. Uh, there's a little bit of a learning curve there because it's not really user-friendly yet. There's a, a browser called the Unstoppable Domains Browser. If you download that, there's a, I go through the whole tutorial there on the canarycryradio.com slash crypto. So you can, uh, the cool thing though, the interesting thing here, Basil, is not just the fact that we have this address, canarycry.crypto as a website on the decentralized web, but that's actually uh, a way we can accept cryptocurrencies as gifts or donations um, or if you just want to, you know, send a little bit of crypto or a little Satoshi our way, you can do that now instead of, or, you know, you got to use some of the exclusive wallets that are really doing it right now. But again, I go through some of that, uh, tutorial in, on the page, Yeah, but yeah, you can send it to us. You can send us Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, uh, Dash, Monero, uh, well, there's All two sorts more of fun stuff. Dogecoin. We got to do Dogecoin, right? Cause Elon Musk mentioned gotta, Dogecoin. So we're, we're accepting do some Doge. Doge and yeah, there you go. So 
So go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto just for education purposes. Yes. There's a lot of great information. If you want to know more about decentralization, the decentralized uh, internet, all that stuff is on that page, canarycryradio.com slash crypto, a great educational source. It'll teach you how to uh, get on the decentralized web and you can check out, uh, you know, uh, Canary Cry Radio now more than ever is uh, censorship resistant, which is, uh, you know, something that's going to become increasingly more important. Yes, And uh, if you're out there and you value truth, you value freedom, especially on the Internet, uh, you're going to want to start learning about the decentralized Internet because it is going to become more and more a part of, you know, what we have to do to get the truth out there, to preserve truth, to not be victims of the ministry of truthiness. You know, if you believe in doing your own research and finding out the truth and not just gobbling up whatever pap the government wants to give you um then you're gonna want to learn about the decentralized internet you can learn about that at canarycryradio.com slash crypto check it out and again remember if you're out there and you're a crypto person um you can uh, help support us with cryptocurrency because there's another canary cry baby coming people ah! i know i know um and also uh the story, we have a Nephilim update, which is uh, we're going to wrap it up with. And um, the reason why you want to be on Twitch is because I've noticed a lot of the Nephilim updates are gearing towards that gaming world. There's a lot of, a lot of Nephilim going on in the gaming world. So we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Engadget.com. Help humans and aliens live in peace in XCOM Chimera Squad. This is the, mm -hmm. uh, in 2016, XCOM 2 players saved the world from armies of alien colonizers who used humans as psionic meat puppets. When the leaders of the invasion fled, they abandoned hordes of their own soldiers on Earth, forcing an uneasy truce among humans and the aliens left behind. A new standalone game from Firaxis XCOM Chimera Squad is set five years into this new world. The bustling region of City 31 is meant to be a bastion of peaceful coexistence, but underground movements opposed to interspecies mingling, what's that sound like, are threatening its uh -oh. stability. Chimera Squad is an elite troop of human and alien agents whose mission is to shut down the groups bent on enticing chaos in the city. And there you have it, right there. Enticing the whole chaos. Enticing chaos and, and the, the political... Landscape of the day in this XCOM game is uh, the hybridization of aliens and humans. The thing that, uh, you know, wow. that uh, God destroyed the earth over basically in the yeah, flood Yeah, you know Noah. that whole Noah thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why. So there you go. Now, uh, that's a great jumping off point, and I know you got to go pick up the baby, so we're going to wrap up the show here. But I want to thank some people who made the switch to Twitch. We got LJ's Mom70, Babu Mega Hammer. Thank you. Uh, YXLII. Welcome, Exdertion. Uh, Chris Eichenlob. Uh, wow, these names are kind of hard to say galloway mama army lady all you uh, new twitch followers thank you guys very much and again 
If you want to support us, everybody, um, if you find value in what we do and you want to keep the value going, you want to keep this show going and uh, uh, you believe in the dispensation of truth that we believe in here, um, not just in wacky things like conspiracy theories and the truth of geopolitics and what's happening in the world, but also the truth of Jesus and everything that we find in the Bible that is uh, coming to fruition. And today, you can head to patreon.com slash ccnt. That's for Canary Cry News Talk. It's patreon.com slash ccnt. Sign up. All sorts of fun levels there. Um, And uh, bonus episodes and all sorts of fun treats. Um, I want to just give a few shout outs really (laughs) quick. Just so you know, Basil, uh, OBS crashed. Mm -hmm. So we're not online anymore. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Well, do you want to try to get that going? Uh, we can. I'm, I'm just worried, though, because it's going to create a separate video uh, altogether. No, we don't want to do yeah. that. That's OK. We'll just end the show here for the podcast uh, listeners. Again, thank you to uh, the uh, new Patreon supporters. We had an upgrade by BB. Thank you very much. Uh, ooh, couple of deletions. That's it. Not a great week for Patreon, but thank you guys so much. And remember, head over to twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio uh, that we are trying to get our numbers up there because that is a great place uh, for live streamers like us to support ourselves. And we're also going to be um, playing video games there. And maybe you like that, maybe you don't, but here's the thing you know a gamer whether it's your kid your friend uh your spouse and you want to know what's going on in those games we are going to be playing games over on twitch and uh analyzing the the elite messaging and the occult messaging happening in games and if you want to understand what's going on in those games for that weirdo gamer in your life you're going to want to go to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio and Remember, learn about the decentralized internet at canarycryradio.com slash crypto. And if you want to support the show, again, with that value for value model and you don't like Patreon, you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support. I think that's it, Gons. Are you ready to go? I am, but also just real quickly, I do want to thank, and this kind of is a bummer that we don't get to do this part live. Maybe we'll shout out to them again next time. But real mm-hmm. quickly, uh, people that gave on PayPal as well. Um, I don't know how to say this name. I or one, one Molden, I Molden, Joseph, Emily, Craig, and uh, uh, wait, where, yeah, Linda, Linda, thank you, Linda, uh, Wesley, Devin, and Jesse. Oh my goodness, Jesse. Uh, I think last time I said uh, a very, very big donation. Um, we have some plans for uh, for some some big givers that that we might run by you there, Jesse. So yeah, we're going to look do a out fun for thing something with our value for value yes. model. So if you've uh, supported us in the past, keep an eye out for an email from us. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Here's the thing: if you got friends and loved ones out there who uh, are still getting their news from the mainstream or their Facebook feed, you need to go ahead and grab them by the cage and the shake end of it. The world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that!
Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Cradle of you cages. You Cradle of you cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Pass Noah. That's right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. <laughs> <laughs>